Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Hey everyone, my name is Laura Adams and I'm thrilled that you're here. If you're new, I'm an award-winning personal finance author who's been hosting Money Girl since 2008 with over 40 million downloads. I'm also the author of several books, including Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. And I also work with select brands as an on-camera PR spokesperson consumer advocate, and multimedia creator. Here on Money Girl, my mission is to help you get the knowledge and motivation to prioritize your finances, build lots of wealth, and have more security and less stress. So if you like what you hear, please take a moment to subscribe, and even better, leave a five-star rating or review. That's a really easy way to give back to the show if you're getting value from the free content that I love giving you here. I want to quickly share a recent five-star review and rating from MC Dustnips, who says, fantastic podcast. This podcast is perfect. It's educational, entertaining, and easy to digest. From real estate investing to savings plans, Money Girl covers it all. Wow, thank you so much. I love that review because it really is exactly what Money Girl is all about. And that review will help new listeners know what to expect from the show before they download it and subscribe. So again, that's a great way to give back. But another great way to participate in the show is simply leaving me a comment or a money question. You can call 302-364-0308. Or you can send it in an email using my contact page at lauradadams.com. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that many Money Girl episodes come from or they're inspired by your questions. So please keep them coming. But today's show is a little different because I'm going to share a chapter from my latest book that I mentioned, Money Smart Solopreneur. While the book is loaded with everything you need to know about building a solo business and creating long-lasting financial security as an independent contractor or a side hustler, whatever you want to call it. Chapter three really seems to strike a chord with readers and audiobook listeners. It's the chapter titled, 
keeping or leaving your day job. And I give tips for building a business on the side and how to turbocharge your productivity, which, by the way, also work like a charm, even if you're not self-employed, so stay with me. And I also tell you how I eventually left my day job years ago to become a full-time solopreneur. This episode is a little longer than usual, but I think you'll get tons of value from it. All right, here we go. I hope you enjoy it. You've probably noticed that people are embracing entrepreneurship like never before. Due to technology, I don't think there's ever been a better time to become your own boss. If you've got an internet connection and a smartphone or laptop, you can work from just about any location on the planet. While there's nothing wrong with holding down a W-2 job and getting a steady paycheck, having business income comes with many upsides, which we covered in the previous chapter. But if you've been dreaming of quitting your day job to start a business, you might be wondering if taking such a big leap is worth it. The good news is that there are incremental ways to become self-employed that are stable and reduce risk, instead of plunging your life into a precarious and stressful financial position. Here are five tips to face your career fears in responsible ways and prepare for the future by adding entrepreneurship to your resume. Number one, define your vision for success. Before changing your job or making the transition from employee to self-employed, take some time to define what you truly want to achieve in your career. Sometimes our ideas of success come from other people, and they can cause you to follow a career path that never ends up being fulfilling. Maybe your boss thinks you should regularly be working late to climb the corporate ladder, or a parent says you should go to graduate school. You might take a lucrative job that you don't like because that's what your friends are doing. But if that job requires frequent travel, when all you truly want is to start a family, care for aging parents, or spend time enjoying where you live, you'll never be happy. If you don't pause periodically to reflect on what success means to you, it becomes easier to fall into work based on other people's priorities. If your decisions aren't intentionally leading you toward a life that excites you, you'll likely wander away from what you genuinely want. Never let external markers of success such as a big paycheck or a fancy job title, become more important than your heartfelt calling and goals for your life. But getting in touch with your real desires isn't always easy, and you might have to listen carefully to your inner voice. Try incorporating some quiet time into your daily routine. Upon waking or settling down at bedtime, think about what you're grateful for, but also what you'd like your life to be. Consider your definition of success and any changes you'd like to make in the near or distant future. Ask yourself these questions to understand your values and get clarity on your unique vision for success. What type of work makes me the happiest? Where do I want to live? What types of people do I want in my work life? And what does a good life mean to me? This exercise isn't something you do once and figure out the arc of your entire life. You need to come back to these types of fundamental questions during different seasons of your life and career. Your working life is sure to change for both the good and the bad, 
When you find yourself getting restless or feeling like you want more, slow down and become more introspective. It can reveal a lot about what your next career or business move should be. Number two, create a side gig. Even when you're clear about what you want, one of the fastest ways to ruin your financial future is to take a flying leap from a steady paycheck. Jumping from a day job into an uncertain full-time venture too early could mean trouble. You might face significant financial struggles and even get into debt. As I've mentioned, many businesses take years of hard work before they're profitable enough to support you. Instead of willingly taking on the financial and emotional cost of being your own boss, try doing it on the side of a more stable job. Hanging on to your day job gives you incredible financial security to try out new business ideas, especially if you have a spouse or kids depending on your income. The best side gigs combine work that you're excited about with something that you're uniquely positioned to provide. These businesses may also come with a large existing customer base or appeal to customers who are willing to pay you well for the skills and experience you offer. I was a part-time entrepreneur for a decade before I said goodbye to an employer. I enjoyed having a mix of job stability and entrepreneurial upside. Plus, expanding your career by adding self-employment to a W-2 job can make you surprisingly better at both. I found that by slowly adding entrepreneurial experience, I gained a variety of skills that made me more valuable to employers. That helped me enjoy my job more and even take additional risks knowing that my career eggs weren't all in one basket. I could experiment with business formation ideas without much stress, knowing they would complement my existing career. The bottom line is that creating a business on the side protects your income, diversifies your network, and improves your skills instead of leaving you financially vulnerable or with less. If you enjoy your entrepreneurial work and find that it pairs well with your day job, the benefits and personal growth can really pay off. Number three, negotiate your job flexibility. If you plan to start a business on the side or you already have, you know that you'll be working more, perhaps a lot more. You might need to work early in the morning, late at night, or on weekends to fit it all in. That could stress your relationships or cause you to burn out if you don't take some precautions. Once you're confident about your business idea or begin seeing promising revenue, you may find that you need more flexibility in your schedule. Consider different ways you can tailor your business for your day job and vice versa. After my podcasting and blogging started taking off in 2008, my employer began feeling the financial pinch of the Great Recession. Instead of allowing my position to get downsized, I proposed a solution to my boss that he liked. I'd work four days a week for a couple of months and then go down to three days a week through the remainder of the year. Then we'd reevaluate where the company stood and if they could still afford to keep me. My employer would save money by paying me less, and I'd gain a lot of time to work on creating content, partnering with brands, and writing my first book. 
If I hadn't offered that solution, my company wouldn't have known that I was willing to cut my day job hours. I didn't volunteer to tell my boss what my plans were for my newfound time, and he didn't ask. You may be able to negotiate with your employer for more flexibility. You might ask to work fewer hours, complete them in fewer days per week, or to work from home a day or two each week. If you've got a long commute or you spend a significant amount of time getting dressed and doing hair and makeup, working remotely could save a lot more time than you think, and you can invest that time in your side business. Number four, find more time in your day. If you can't get more flexibility or you worry that even asking for it could put your job in jeopardy, there are other options. One is to structure non-negotiable time for your business into your day. For instance, make a rule that you'll step away from your desk for a solid hour or longer if possible during lunch to accomplish something meaningful for your business. Find a nearby cafe or book one of the conference rooms in your office where you can work and eat undisturbed for a portion of your day. I did that for many years, and it's incredible how much you can accomplish in 45 minutes if you truly focus. If you can't find enough privacy, you might work in your car. If working on your business during midday isn't possible with your day job, consider coming into the office an hour earlier or staying later. You could also work on your business from a nearby coffee shop before or after your day job. The idea is to create a routine that builds in regular time to focus entirely on your venture and to complete essential tasks. Another option is to outsource a portion of your work. If you can afford to delegate some of your business or W-2 tasks to freelancers, that can help you balance both of your to-do lists. When your day job is so unpredictable that it prevents you from working on your side gig for long periods, consider getting a different job. If you're truly committed to getting your business off the ground, you may need to find a position with more flexibility so you can do both more easily. Number five, have a solid exit strategy. Having an exit strategy is a common concept in the business world. Partners and investors want to know what will happen after clearly defined milestones are reached, such as taking a company public or selling it after a certain profit margin is achieved. But employees should create exit strategies too. It's a great way to force yourself to think about the future and what you would or should do next. With a W-2 job, you never know what's around the corner. Your company could suddenly downsize after a merger or an unexpected loss of market share. Your department could be reorganized after new leadership begins. So it's wise to start all professional relationships with an idea of how they could end. This planning ensures that you're never caught entirely off guard. Knowing that you've thought about the end of a job or a business partnership can make you feel more secure about a potential split. If you're unprepared for an interruption in work or business income, it can be devastating to your emotional and financial life. So no matter if you're laid off or you voluntarily quit a job, prepare for it now. If you have a financial runway to find new opportunities or you've built an income from a side business, quitting or even getting fired can be a positive experience. Having a good exit strategy can make the difference between feeling crushed by the loss of a job 
or becoming empowered by it. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. One of mine was to get more protein, and Factor's protein shakes are amazing. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals and products every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. There is nothing like having fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash moneygirl50 and use code moneygirl50 to get 50% off. That's code moneygirl50 at factormeals.com slash moneygirl50 for 50% off. One of my top recommendations to improve your financial life is to make sure you have the right insurance. You need to make life insurance part of your financial planning this year. So start shopping now with Policy Genius to find the right policy to protect your family. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life policy at work, you need to know that it may not be enough to give you enough protection for your family's needs, and it's probably not going to follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies starting at just $292 a year for a million dollars of coverage. And some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed award winning agents who can help you find the best fit for you. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Just head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. If you're like me, you love really nice clothes at an affordable price. That's why I was so excited to shop with Quince. Can you imagine 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50? Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I recently ordered a washable silk skirt and a matching cashmere sweater that is to die for. The style and quality definitely compare to more expensive brands. So go ahead, indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash moneygirl for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince. It's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash money girl to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash money girl. Secrets to turbocharge your productivity. 
No matter if you leave a day job to jump feet first into starting a business full time or you dip a toe into a side gig, you'll need to become a master of productivity. While this isn't a productivity book, I will recommend essential tips that help me stick to good work habits and achieve a lot more for my business in less time. The three-minute rule. This concept is an incredibly powerful way to get small tasks off your plate so you can focus on bigger ones. The idea is to complete any task or chore if it takes you three minutes or less. The activity could be related to your work or home life, such as sending an email, putting clothes in the washer, cleaning your desk, or filing something. Apply this rule to any task that needs to be done or that's distracting you from your work. If it would take you less than three minutes to complete, do it now. Give it 10. When there's a more significant task or project on your plate, but you're procrastinating for whatever reason, tell yourself to give it 10 minutes. Often, we avoid tasks that we think will be complex, take a long time, or that we don't like doing. While you might not complete a big task in 10 minutes, I find that beginning it will unlock your ability to maintain momentum and get it done. Maybe you've heard the idiom, well begun is half done. In my opinion, that's productivity gold. Simply getting started on a project, especially one you're dreading or not sure why you're procrastinating, makes it so much easier to keep going and complete. So the next time you keep pushing off work that you need to do, give it 10 minutes. You might use a clock or timer on your phone to keep track. Yes, you have permission to stop working on it after 10 minutes. But you usually keep working once you realize the task is easier than you thought or that it'll take less time than you anticipated. Taking action by getting started can unlock a world of achievement. Match tasks to energy. While no one has more than 24 hours in a day, the quality of those hours varies considerably. Your energy level throughout the day depends on many factors, including your sleep and wake cycles, known as your circadian rhythm. You might notice that you have a dip in energy at the same time every day. Pay attention to your body and notice when you're most alert and thinking clearly. This time is when you should be working on what you value most. If that's your budding business, carve out that slice of time to focus on it. For instance, if you're a morning person who works a day job and a side business, get up a little earlier to knock out business tasks before you head to the office. If you're spent mentally after a full workday, the evening might be the best time to exercise or do household chores. And the reverse is true if you're a night person. The idea is that adjusting your life and work schedule to match your natural energy patterns will make you more effective and efficient at everything. In reality, we only have a few peak hours per day to fire on all cylinders. So don't waste them doing low-priority tasks. Save your errands, chores, and physical activity for times when you're not as sharp mentally. If energy matching is a new idea for you, begin observing how easy or difficult it is for you to complete different tasks. When you feel challenged, instead of pushing yourself, try doing it at a different time of day. You may get it done faster and with a better attitude. 
Although I usually wake up early, I wouldn't say that I'm a morning person. After getting up, it takes me some time to feel completely alert. So I enjoy doing high-priority and high-focus tasks, such as writing or project planning, in the mid to late morning. By then, I've had some coffee and gotten a few low-priority chores out of the way. By mid to late afternoon, I usually don't feel as focused, so I'll turn my attention to administrative business tasks, errands, and exercise. Trying to fight your body's clock typically doesn't work. So use your natural energy rhythms to your advantage and always schedule work that matches it. Schedule everything. Speaking of scheduling, that's another critical way to get more done. Try scheduling everything in your paper or digital calendar. When you've got your entire day mapped out, it's easier to stay on track and avoid distractions. I even put taking a shower, cleaning out my spam inbox, and engaging on social media in my digital calendar. For me, if it's not on the calendar, it just doesn't get done. Use the repeat function in your digital schedule to set up any recurring business and life tasks that you don't want to forget. Knowing that everything I need to do is centralized in one place gives me incredible peace of mind. My job is to focus on and complete what's in my calendar. And if I finish ahead of schedule, I can begin the next most crucial item, turn to an easier task, or even take a break. And speaking of breaks, be sure to schedule those too. Whether you need time to eat, mindlessly surf the web, or take a walk, taking breaks will boost productivity. My favorite way to rest my mind and reduce stress is to listen to short podcasts or chapters from an audiobook during breaks. Delegate more. The most effective way to boost your productivity is to delegate or outsource more tasks that someone else can easily do. For example, I have a virtual assistant who helps me with communication, graphic design, and social media outreach. My goal is to perform the core business tasks that I do best and enjoy. Letting go of tasks isn't easy, and it may make you uncomfortable. If you're a control freak like me, you probably believe that no one else can complete a task as well as you. And you may be right. So begin delegating slowly. Also, remember that in many cases, getting low-value tasks done quickly, but not necessarily perfectly, is better than having them pile up on your plate. Plus, outsourcing creates opportunities for other business owners. Stop being busy. Have you ever heard of Parkinson's Law? It's one of my favorite adages because it's so true. The English writer Cyril Northcott Parkinson said, work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. Consider making it your computer screensaver or putting it on sticky notes where you work. It's a great reminder to stop being busy with low-value tasks and to start doing work that matters. We've all been in situations where we procrastinate doing something for days or months, but somehow we pull out all the stops and complete the task just ahead of a looming deadline. If something must be done tomorrow, you'll get it done tomorrow. If you have a week, you'll take a week. You may not have more time than anyone else, but often you can use the time you have in better ways. We can all do much more than we usually do.
However, don't try to get more done by multitasking. You really can't focus on two things at once, especially high-value tasks. It's much better to focus entirely on one thing and do it well than to complete several things poorly. Check in with yourself throughout the day to see what your energy level is and whether you're busy or productive. If you're not solely focused on the most valuable task possible for your business, switch gears quickly. Focus on high-value tasks by setting strict deadlines, scheduling them in your calendar, and getting to work. Only you can decide whether to keep or leave your day job when you're building a business. In the next chapter, we'll cover how to ease the added financial pressures of becoming a solopreneur. Okay, that's the end of chapter three, but each chapter in the book includes an exercise to complete, and this one is called, What's Your Exit Strategy? Try it out. Imagine that you lose your job in three months. Answer the following questions to help prepare an exit strategy for leaving your job. What would I like to do next that's truly exciting? What can I do now to build a business that gives me an additional stream of revenue? Who should I connect with in my existing network? What industry events should I attend to make new contacts? Do I have enough savings to last a period of unemployment? What lifestyle changes can I make now to reduce expenses? What job benefits should I use before leaving? How would I negotiate a severance package? All right, I hope you enjoyed this little sample from Money Smart Solopreneur and can put those powerful productivity tips into practice, no matter if you're an employee or have your own business. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, You'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. 